get started in preaching, I've got a funny for us. It's one that most of you have already heard before, but bear with me, because we have a couple of people here I know for sure that haven't heard it yet. It's called Ducks in Heaven. Anyways, there was these three guys. They loved, I mean loved to play golf. Matter of fact, they were on their way to play a golf game when all of a sudden they had a bad car accident and all three of them were killed. So they all got to heaven. And anyway, they St. Peter met him at the gate and started showing him around. And one of the guys finally spoke up, the spokesperson of the three, and said, Sir, can you tell me one thing? He said, What's that? He said, Is there any golf courses up here tonight? Peter said, Oh, man. He said, We got the greatest golf course. You'd ever see anywhere. He said, it's fairways are kept great, sort of greens. Everything is fantastic. And he said, uh, he said, well, he said, that was the only question I had. And anyway, St. Peter said, well, now let me tell you something. He said, there's not any rules except for one. And he said, that's don't get the duck. And they looked at each other and they looked at Peter and said, don't hit the ducks? And he said, yeah. He said, if you hit one, there's a lot of them up there, and if you hit one, it's going to start quacking, and next door's one, two, it'll start quacking, they'll all start quacking, and it break, breaks the peace and tranquility up here in heaven. So he, they said, okay. So anyways, the next day, they get out and they play their first game of golf. So one of them hit a duck, and he started quacking. All of them Eventually, all of them started quacking. St. Peter comes up with this really ugly-looking woman. And he looks at, out at the three guys, and he says, Which one of you hit the duck? And the guy raises his hand. St. Peter comes over to him and takes out a pair of handcuffs. And he handcuffs her wrist to his wrist and says, Now, y'all got to spend eternity together. Comes around and walks off. And so, anyways, uh, takes a few days for the other two guys to want to even think about getting out. About a week later, they get out and play another game. One of them says, no. Start quacking. All of them start quacking. Here comes St. Peter again. This time with even an uglier looking woman than the one he had before. And he didn't even have to ask this time. He could tell by the sheer terror on the guy's face who hit the duck. So he takes out their handcuffs handcuffs her wrist to his wrist says, now y'all got to spend eternity together. And he turns around and walks off. Anyways, this has this other guy so petrified he says, I'm, I've given up golf. I'm not going to play. I don't want to hit any ducks. So anyways, uh, about a month or so later, St. Peter comes up to the guy with a really gorgeous, I mean, knocked out gorgeous looking woman. And he takes out a pair of handcuffs, handcuffs her wrist to his wrist, and turns around and walks off. And so, anyways, the guy looked at her and said, Man, what did I do to deserve this? And she says, I don't know about you, but I hit a duck. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Second so, uh, Timothy chapter 4 is where we're looking at It's called, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. He, but he who endures to the end 
shall be saved. It's out of the New King James Version. Second Timothy chapter 4, beginning with verse number 1. Can you find it? If you would, stand as we honor God at the reading of his word. Four short verses. It says, I charge you therefore before God in the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. And listen to this. This is our main part of the, the message. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to faith. Father God, we thank you for your word today. We ask God that you would bless us with it. We ask, God, that you would teach us what you want us to know from it. And let the Holy Spirit show us the truth. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. But those who endure to the end will be saved. In other words, there's a path to righteousness, righteousness and holiness purity and salvation that each and every one of us must walk and follow. And that comes from the Word of God. In other words, it tells us what to do and not to do as Christians. And, and now let me say this. Christianity is in salvation is not, is not based on do's and don'ts. In other words, it's not, it, you don't boil it all down to well, if I do this, I please God. If I don't do this, I please God. That's not salvation. Salvation is a relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. And when you accept him by faith as your Lord and Savior, he gives you something that you didn't have before. He gives you his Holy Spirit. And when he gives you his Holy Spirit, you now have the ability to say no to sin. You have now have the ability to to say no to temptation. You now have something that you didn't have before. That's why we always seem to walk in sin before Jesus came into our life. At least I know I did. I'd go out drinking. I'd go out having sex without being married. I'd go to adult bookstores and buy pornographic magazines. I would go to triple X rated movie theaters at the drive-in. I, I mean, I did a lot of stuff before I came to know Christ, that I am totally ashamed of now. But at the time, I thought I was having the time of my life. I'd go to strip clubs. I'd, I'd, I'd smoke marijuana and do drugs. I tell you, that, and I'd go to bars and drink and stuff. I tell you, I thought I was having a great time until, until the night I gave my heart to Jesus Christ. And then I realized I don't want any of that anymore. There's, it's like one of the prophets said, there's nothing to go back to. He burned his plow. In other words, he wanted to make sure that he didn't want to have to go, he didn't want to even think about 
going back to what he used to do and be. And that's what I want us to focus on today, is that it's going to be important in these last days that we're in, folks, to stay true to the Word of God. That's why we cannot go looking for churches and preachers that's going to do what? Tickle the ears. In other words, we need to be sure that what we're hearing is lining up with the Word of God. And, and what they say may very well do that, but on the other hand, what I think they do is they pick and choose what they want to preach out of the Word of God. The Bible says, I need, as a minister, I have to preach the whole counsel of God, which includes sin. People... A lot of preachers, because they want the numbers sitting in their church pews and chairs, they don't want to preach on sin anymore. It's unpopular. It makes people feel uncomfortable. But guess what? That's what we need sometimes. We need to feel uncomfortable. We need to realize that we're not here to serve self and the devil. We're here to serve the Lord. We're, God put us on this planet. So that we can win other people to Jesus Christ by the way that we live our lives. And, and by the things we say to them concerning them. And so what I'm trying to get out and get across is this. Is that we can ill afford. We're, we're so close to the finish line, folks. I mean, you've got earthquakes happening in diverse places. That means places that don't normally have them. They're happening all the time now. There's another thing. There's the pestilence. That's happening all the time now. There's the wars and rumors of wars. That's happening all the time now. I mean, you cannot pick up a newspaper or listen to anything on the news on TV that doesn't have something to do with the end times, folks. I mean, it's uncanny. This word, the Bible, was written thousands of years ago. And yet, Everything that it says is starting to come to pass. Amen. And, and that's what I'm trying to get across to us today is, folks, is that we're so close to the finish line. There's a song that we sometimes sing, something about it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. That's right. No matter, no matter what we're going through here on this life, in this life, we, we have the day of salvation being consummated to look forward to. In other words, what's, what the Lord has begun will be finished and completed at that time when Jesus comes breaking through those eastern clouds. And that's why we cannot afford to have itching ears today. We, You know, like I said before, there's some ministers out there who because they want the, the crowds and they think that looks like success, to me that's not. I would rather have this few people right here that have a heart for the Lord and a heart for God and, and everything else and are willing not to have itching ears and are willing to, to stay here even though the church may be small at the present time. I still believe it's going to grow, so don't give up on that. Keep praying for it. But what I'm saying is is that we can. I'm never going to preach to itching ears. In other words, I'm not going to tell you just what you want to hear to make yourself feel better. I'm sorry, but that's not me. Me is the one that, like Paul, preached even though it offended people. Jesus, even though it offended people, he would tell the hypocrites 
what they could do with their lifestyle. He would he would tell them, you need to straighten up and fly right. And not in those words, but anyway, my point being is, is that I'm going to let you know what you need to know when you need to know it. And even if it gets you mad at it, even if it makes you so mad that you go home and have fried pasta for lunch today. <laughs> okay? I mean, you can get over it. God and you can get over it together. I'm here to tell you today, folks, that I don't preach to itching ears. That's not my bag. That's not what I do. I preach the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. So help me God. I have the wrong hand raised. But you know, God is going to do marvelous and mighty things here in this church. And like I said, we're so close to that trumpet sound now. So don't give up and don't give in to the devil and his, his darkness. It says they will not endure sound doctrine. That word endure means to hold on to and persevere with. And then it means the word sound actually means, well, let's see what it means. It's in... Uh, Well, I had it, but now I've lost it. So, any word, sound means that, it, that it's right on target, so to speak. In other words, it, it needs to be understood today, folks, that we need to hold on to the Word of God. And you need to measure it against the Word of God. Anything you hear, even from your pastor, that man is fallible. So I could make a mistake. I don't believe I have. But what I'm saying is that don't just take it for granted that everything I say is gospel because it may not be. You need to measure it against the Word of God. You need to look it up for yourself. You need to study the Word of God, the Bible says, and show yourself uh, a workman approved. In other words, we've got to understand that it's not just enough to come on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night or even a Tuesday night right now and, and, and listen to me come up here and minister the word of the Lord under the anointing of the Spirit. Now that's all well and good. I want you to do that, but that's not enough. Not enough to get you through the week. Not if you really want to serve the Lord the way he wants to be served. And so what I would encourage you to do is find 10 to 15 minutes a day at least, at least minimum, and get with the Lord and pray and ask him what passage of Scripture you want me to look up to look up today and then when you read it ask the Lord to give you the interpretation of it. because you know the Bible says that the Word of God is uh, not for private uh, interpretation in other words it, this Bible the Word of God was not written by man I mean he used man to write these things down but it was under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In other words, every word came from God himself. The Bible says all scripture is God, but is given by God. In other words, there's nothing that's in this Bible that came out of the man, man's mind when he was writing and said, okay, this is what I'll say about this. This is what I'll say about that. It's not any of that in here. All that's in here is the Word of God. It's, it's not doesn't just contain the Word of God. It is the Word of God. 
In other words, everything that has been written down here came from God himself under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And that's what I'm here to tell you today, folks, is that man was not just a simple little robot that God necessarily directed to do this or do that or say this or say that, but he used man's personality to write what he wrote here. But under, in, under the inspiration of the Spirit, every word is from God. Every thought, every idea, everything that's in here was from, is from God. And it's true, 100% true. And that's why it's so important that we follow after it. That's why it's so important that we follow after it. It says in verse 2, Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. There's going to be times when it's convenient and other times when it's not so convenient. But you still got to preach the word. That's, as a minister, that's what I'm going to do. And then it says to convince, rebuke, exhort with all wrong suffering and teaching. In other words, I'm to do this uh, as the Lord leads me to do it in order to convince you. In other words, to persuade you to, to follow after what God's word says for us to do. And then to rebuke you if necessary. Now, I know none of us likes to be rebuked. That means corrected. Because we like to think we've got it all right. We never make mistakes. We never do this, do that. But you know what? Even your pastor has made mistakes in the past, even since he's been a Christian. I'll own up to it. And you know what? All I have to do, though, is repent. I have to repent and say, Lord, please forgive me of whatever it was I did. And he'll forgive me. Bible says, if I will confess my sin, he is faithful and just to forgive me of my sin and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And then it says to exhort. We, I need to make sure that I've, I'm feeding you the right things. I'm feeding you the word of God. And, and I need to do it with all long suffering and teaching. In other words, I have to have patience. And that's hard for your pastor. I've never been big on patience. I mean, I, I hate waiting in line. I hate waiting on the doctor. Uh, the only one I don't hate waiting on is the dentist. Okay. <laughs> I, I can wait for him. But, you know, anything else, it seems like I, I have a hard time dealing with being patient. But when I minister the word of the Lord, I'm, I'm praying before I even do so that your heart is receptive of what I'm going to say under the inspiration of the Spirit. And, and when I do, I, I want to see it put into practice. In other words. I want to see it put into your life and become a daily thing for you to do in your life. But now there's times when I'll do that and minister the Word, but for whatever the reason, maybe it's the devil working against you. But anyways, you don't immediately take it to heart and, and start living it out. But I've got to be patient and know that God's true to his word and He and you will finally start living out what God says to live out. And that's what I'm saying to us today is this, is that I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm not saying I'm a bad person. I'm just saying is that we don't always get it the first go-round. Matter of fact, I want to tell off on myself. When I was in Bible college, I had a course called homiletics. I'm almost finished. I had a course called homiletics. And there was a the professor uh, 
uh, had me preach, my, my turn to preach. Anyway, I stood up before all the other students and I preached my heart out. And I preached on humility, on being humble. And there was these two guys that were all, that needed that message, I believe, because they were more than uh, braggers. And so anyway, they actually started crying as I preached that word. And I thought, good, God, you did what I wanted you to do. And then, two weeks later, get this, two weeks later, these, one of these same two guys got up and preached on humility. And guess what? The Lord spoke to me and said, you missed it the first time. Here it is again. And boy, you talking about hitting me right between the eyes. I felt so humble. But you know what? We all need things like that. Reminders and things like that. And, and we need to make sure that we're following after the word of the Lord. And we need to be sure that we're not that we don't have itching ears because that's not going to get you any place. But if you'll come to church with an open heart, with an open desire to hear from God and to be ministered to by the Holy Spirit, we'll do it. And so I'm just encouraging us as we close out this morning to take heed to this word that the Lord gave me, gave me to share with you this morning because I have been God's spokesperson. That's all I am. These words have not been from me. They've been from the Holy Spirit as he has guided my mouth and my mind and my heart as I have ministered this word today. And I have done so because I love you. And I want you to know how much I care about you. And I don't want to see you going off the deep end in the wrong direction when we're this close to the finish line. Let's bow for a word. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, dear God, for your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, that you have spoken through me, your humble servant, Lord. God, I pray, dear Heavenly Father, that you would just minister to each and every one of us right now. Help us to search our hearts and, and see what's in there. Help us to see if there's anything we need to repent of today. Maybe there's some stronghold that the devil has had in our lives, and you want us to be broken free of it. Help us to do it right now, God. And Lord, maybe there's somebody in here who doesn't know Jesus Christ as their own personal Lord and Savior. I pray you'd speak to their, their heart and bring them into salvation before it's too late. Before they step through death's door or before the rapture happens and they get left behind. Father, in the name of Jesus, as every head bowed and every eye is closed, I'm going to ask this question. Anyone here today who would say, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior, but I want to today, would you raise your hand? Let me pray with you to say Okay, maybe you have a problem in your life that you need prayer for, that God will help you to, to break free of. You're a Christian, but there's some something that the devil has a stronghold in your life. If that's you today, would you raise your hand? Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up to you the hand that was raised. Lord, 
let your will be done in that person's life. Break them free of that, that stronghold that the devil has over their heart and their mind. Lord, we just thank you, God, for setting them free. Break them in the name of Jesus. And Father, we give you the praise. Lord, as we're about to go our separate ways, we ask, Lord, that you watch over us, protect us, keep us out of harm's way until we come again and be in your house. We thank you for it, and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name. Before we leave, I just wanted to remind us that tonight begins, sort of begins, the life group. Uh, what it amounts to is this, is that it's going to be a time of teaching, and we're going to begin with teaching the 16 fundamental truths. Tonight, tonight the tea, all that's going to happen tonight is praise and worship, and then we're going to have talk a little bit more about life group and what it is, and then we're going to have fellowship. Oh, we're going to have fellowship dinner together. So come hungry. We're going to have uh, sandwiches, chips, and dip, and cookies, and there'll be tea and water to drink. So anyways, come and be a part of that. It starts at 6 o'clock, just like the regular service time. And then next Sunday is when we'll actually start the teaching itself what we believe and why we believe it. And I'll give you scripture references to back up everything we do. Let's stand and we're going to be dismissed this morning. Pastor Laura, would you dismiss us in prayer? And Kaylin, uh, not Kaylin. Lynn May. I'm sorry, I couldn't remember your name. I'm sorry. Lynn May, we were so glad to have you with us today. Scott, we're glad to have you back with us again today. Okay, and the rest of you as well. Pastor Lord. Yeah.